Welcome to another episode of Hard in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me always are Dan, Ward, Mike, Steve. Okay, well, um, on this week's episode, let's just jump right into this week in hobby and get everything rolling. So, Steve, what have you been working on? Uh, not Warhammer stuff. Ooh. We should skip skip me. Oh. I got nothing. You got nothing. You've been working on your car, right? All car stuff. Okay, Mike. Oh, I thought you meant by not Warhammer stuff, like other. Things. Yeah, that's oh, there's I other things. Yeah, there's other. Actually, well, it's Dark, Dark Age, Age and Infinity. I did, yeah. I did put a paintbrush on a Dark Age miniature, but it was like a half an hour. It doesn't count. No. Okay, all right, Mike. Uh, I finished some draw fleet stuff, some Corvettes and a battle cruiser, and I am ninety percent done my Shadow Wars Katari team. Woo! Very Sweet. cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Wardo to play against you. Uh, I've been building a bunch of my MDF scatter train right now, so I have a bunch of crates and phone booths and more billboards. So any of it ten mil scale, or is it all the twenty eight stuff? It's all the twenty eight stuff. So oh. okay. I started I started painting the ten mil shipping crates though. Nice. So so a little bit of uh, drop zone action in that regard. Nice, love it. That's yeah. pretty solid, Danny. Uh, I got a decent chunk of the way through all that um, scatter train that I was working on for. Um, Games like Shadow War Armageddon or This Is Not a Test, um, like the yeah the Shadow War scenery stuff, the um, some of the Kickstarters and various other uh, sources of like industrial scenery and stuff that I had, but that stuff all ended up having to get packed so I could start doing condo showings of the place and everything, and yeah, basically cleaning the place every two days for more showings has been my life for the last few weeks. It's been really awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Super productive. Oh yeah. Well, the place has never I'm been cleaner. I'm so jealous. The place has never been cleaner. How dirty are you making your place in two days? This is what I'm every single time there's a showing, there is like a million dirty bare footprints all over the base, like the the main floor, and we have that like shiny dark wood flooring. Yeah. So there's just like these filthy like bare footprints everywhere every time there's a showing. I feel like I should get you a pair of slippers or something. Just like leave all these like <laughs> sample slippers by the front door. Yes. No, like, it is I'm nuts. Not sure like, I have to, dead. like, clean all the floors in the house every time there's a showing. It's ridiculous. I'm going to go broke just on Swiffer, Swiffer pads. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, I guess on my end, I started working on my Blood Bowl team. Uh, surprise, surprise, it's orcs. And I feel like we should take a picture for you since your camera is not working. Yeah, stop smashing your phone, you what doofus. It's just the the... Glass around my lens broke. So I don't so think people are believing the fact that you say trust. It's like trust me. Just the whole picture didn't happen thing. Well, he's, I figured I hadn't posted for a while because my camera. Fist army, trust him. It's true. Well, His cameras are all just broken. It's true. But okay, now in the realm of what's more, what's more believable? Did Tom paint an orc, or did Ward paint an entire Imperial fist army? I don't know. Does Ward have picks? It's not, equally not likely. Mine, but I <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So it was actually it was really fun too because I, I did it started kind of with the um the like the, the pre-shading with the white and black, and then I was able to do most of the colors with really five layers or less. Which is actually really fun to kind of try and challenge yourself to to not go out of your way to just do like how many layers of transitions can I do? 
Yeah, that's that's actually a good point, especially when you're trying to get something just tabletop ready, like that that good enough standpoint, and still trying to push yourself technically. Yeah. and like I think it looks pretty smooth actually. Yeah, no, definitely, it's color choice is a, is a big part with this. Um, yeah, looking good for so, sure. Uh, so I got the one done. I got the purple base coats and some brown base coats and the metallics done on the rest of the team. So realistically speaking, they should be coming along pretty quick. Nice, very nice. So and did you just buy the one box set for the? Yes. Team? So I'm running the team with just the some of the components of that box. I've got some old some of the old pewter goblins, and I'm snagging a troll off Barry on Thursday. So okay, um, that's gonna be my team. Snagging oh, oh I did more painting. Barry. I did do more painting. I almost finished the death roller. Nice. The big and, forge one. Yeah. Sweet. And I uh, got the blue plates done on all my dwarves. Hey, there you go, I'm man. I'm guessing that's an yeah. awful lot of them. No, actually, it's only 12. <laughs> oh, I meant like most of the model. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, actually, it's <laughs> not. It's maybe 40, 30, 40% on most of them. Because they have a lot of cloth. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of cloth, and the troll slayers are a lot of skin. And a lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so much hair. So much skin and hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really what you want. Yeah. So, Ward... What? Yes. Who are you telling to shut up and take your money this week? Uh, I am telling Corvus Belly to shut up and take my money because I bought the fat Yon Yon. And, uh, I do not know what that is. <laughs> it's pretty I'm awesome. not sure if I want to. So uh, Yon Yon is a mercenary. He's a jump troop, essentially. With, uh, no, wait. There's the more apparently, there is a running joke behind this, right? So apparently the running joke has been for like the last seven years. Fat on, guys don't run. On a bunch of the forums is uh, they've been talking about like uh, different models that they've been coming out. And somebody made a comment about a fat like mercenary. And so it's just been a running joke that every time the Corvus Belly doesn't really say what's coming out, everybody jumps to the conclusion that, oh, it's got to be the Fat Yon Yon. So this year, they actually made one uh, in two different poses. And actually, it's called Flavor 1, Combat Action, and Flavor 2, the Eating Action. So you get two, uh, two different ones in the box set, and the box actually comes in a t- Chinese takeout menu box. Was this a limited edition thing, or...? I believe so. So it's only uh, the stores that have got it have only gotten like a certain amount. So as soon as Thunderground posted that they got a couple in, I was like, yes, put one aside for me. Um, so you get the combat action, which is uh, he's basically taking off and he's got his combi uh, rifle out. And then the other one is the eating action where he's eating a bunch of noodles. And you get some <laughs> uh, other like little swaggy, a couple like pins of uh, pulpy beer. Uh, you get the low pack. Or talk into lunch. the microphone. Sorry, I was looking at the noodle. Then move the stuff in front of you. I don't want to make lots of noise. Uh, but yeah, you get pins. You get a Chinese takeout menu, which is pretty awesome because low pans noodle shack. Low pans noodle hut. 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 Sorry. Get it right. Because uh, <clears throat> the first the first menu item with uh, noodles with chicken is plain noodles without chicken. So, it's got everything covered at the Noodle Hut for you, so... At least two options. Two noodles options. with chicken, noodles without chicken. That's it. <laughs> hey, that's... For those of you who don't like chicken, you're set. You're good. Yeah, you literally you're just laughing. want noodles. You're, you're yeah, covered. So I, think, uh, I think this uh, should be pretty cool and fun to uh, work on, so... It looks really cool, and I, I gotta say... Um, it reminds me so much of Firefly for some reason. I haven't, like... It's just because a lot of the, the the Chinese characters in it, that character looks like some idiot from Firefly, which I kind of like. <laughs> I just Fair like, enough. I really appreciate when companies don't take themselves so seriously that they can't do a really fun limited edition model, right? Like, just the amount, 
it seems weird, but the amount of effort that goes into that packaging is just really fucking cool. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, just the thought behind, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it in, like, a Chinese takeout container for uh, Low Pan's Noodle Hut. And uh, Warson will release the actual, like, Low Pan's Noodle Hut uh, on their website, too. So You can actually buy the legit. See, this is right? bad, because if I knew that I could buy one of those things tomorrow, I might get into Infinity just for that model. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. Do you like do you like flavor or combat action? Flavor, hundred percent. Flavor. Oh yeah. Everybody loves flavor. Eating the noodles. I would paint like I want to paint that model, and then I would paint like another five or six models just so I could use it on the board. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. really what I would do. So, if anyone wants to sell me their fat yanya, fat yanya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's a merc. Yan, so you can, yan, yan. You can literally throw him in pretty much anything. He's anything. A merc. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever so, you want. That was that cool. was a, a signing bonus for sure for the team. So nice. Hmm. Yeah. So that's that's, that's cool. what gets my money this week. That's pretty rad, Mikey. What about you? Uh, I'm actually waiting and waiting and hoping. I want the um, new sectors for Draw Fleet and the new Battle Cruisers because oh my god, they look so hot. I saw the new sectors. I haven't seen the new Battle Cruisers. Is there pictures already? There is, but they were really poor. But just looking at them, they look pretty uh, good still. Oh, are those the red sculpts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay, so. Uh, it's like the Bigfoot sighting GW posts as usual. Yeah, yeah, I, they post at Salute, right? Yeah, yeah. So, ah. oh, so they're actually like legit. They're legit photos. Yeah. Battle cruisers are coming out for the main pop. They're in their uh, initial like resin stages as like test fits. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they look pretty cool. Gotcha. Actually, Pox's actually really good. They release a lot of stuff about six months before it actually hits the shelves, just to see what's coming out and. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel a lot of cool stuff. I feel Salute is their big release event uh, yeah. for them. So the one that they go to, and they bring like their big, um, uh, yeah, life, the, si- life size scale sort of thing. Or not, drop ship, not drop life zone size scale. scale. Life scale would be fleet. fucking awesome. <laughs> just a kilometer long ship. Listen, <laughs> somehow managed to bring there. I've started drinking. Okay, maybe the convention happens inside this ship. Ooh, <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. an amazing convention. Yes, <laughs> right around all the condors and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. It's a little good. expensive, I feel like, for an operation of their size. That might be prohibitive, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they got great cash flow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about you, Steve-O? Uh, mine is... is not, I'm not Don't say car parts. No, and I'm not talking about that. We're not a car podcast yet. We're getting to battle tech and cars, though, pretty soon, I'm sure, the way we're going. Okay. Uh, no, but... Just diversifying our portfolio, that's Honestly, all. my my shut-up-and-take-my money is I'm saving my money for eight. I'm really mm. excited about that. I'm not going to be picking up anything because I, I don't really know what I'm going to need, and I have a feeling that I'm going to want to change some things. So I've got all my Dark Ages I've been working on, so yeah, right now it's just waiting. <laughs> That's me. Kind of boring. Question, though, mm-hmm. for your Dark Age, are you going to be picking up the new rulebook that just dropped yeah. and the new secondary objectives? Uh, I'm going to be picking up bo- uh, both for sure, but they are available online right now, so there's no rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Um, I picked up a couple of things from GW the other day. I picked up um, <gasps> the 40th anniversary Grumbrindal White Dwarf miniature. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah. He's actually wearing Mark 10 power armor like the primary Space Marines. Oh, I didn't even Because at first I was like, oh, he's got like this weird Mark of power armor. It has all this like kind of unique styling to it, and then like... A week later, I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that <laughs> so at all. So he actually totally has, um, like, a miniature dwarf-sized version of the new Space Marine armor. That's Which very I cool. think is a really cool touch. And I also picked up the, the 40th anniversary issue of the White Dwarf magazine. And uh, also the, what are they called? The um, 
the bases that match like the Shadow War Armageddon terrain. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the Imperial Sector or something like whatever that. Whatever they call yeah. it. The the pack of like the forty odd bases or whatever and they're like twenty five and thirty mil and I'm thinking they might actually Is it twenty five? I thought it was only 30. I think it has I think it has a mix of the twenty five and thirty two. Yeah, it's supposed to. Okay. And then I think it just had a couple of forties and then like there might I think there's a separate pack for the giant ones. Or it might only have like I don't know. It had a bunch of fucking bases in it. And I bought it. I didn't count them but uh, I was thinking I might actually end up using them just for cost effectiveness I might end up using them for AVP like yep, literally just use a bit of plastic. Once, part so once you paint, once once you paint them up, they don't look bad at all. They look actually pretty good. Yeah, I think they're actually fairly simple. Just some of the ones that have like the stamped like um, Adeptus Mechanicus logos and stuff stamped into the into the sheet metal. Some of those type of things I might just cover up with plastic card because especially like, like some diamond plate plastic card would work super easy. Or yeah, whatever. and anything that is like really obviously intricately de- detailed in forty k, I'll probably cover up. But other than that, just. Paint them like dark army green and rusting and they're pigments. They're so and stuff like cheap. That. That's the thing. Because they're really like less than a dollar a base, which you are not going to get with any no. resin basing. So the other thing you do too is just hack it up with a knife and cover it in like pools of gore. Yeah, or just have like the glowing green like alien or predator blood, blood. or whatever. Like predator blood, or you can have oil drops all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could just splodge everywhere. Alien blood would just be a hole straight through. The punchline <laughs> is it's it's soft plastic, so they're really easy to do anything you want with. Yeah, yeah. Like they're super easy to work with. They look great. They're cheap as fuck. If you cut into them, they don't shatter like resin tends to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, so overall they they seem good and they're cheap, and um, I might end up just using a couple for Shadow War models, or I might end up using them all on AVP. Who knows? But either way, they're in a box. They're ready to go. Nice. How about yourself, man? Uh, uh, for me, it's 100% the new Goblin Blood Bowl team. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> they look so good. That's and the fair. timing is fairly perfect. Yeah, considering I just started working on my orcs for Blood Bowl, and now... The thing that kind of bothers me is that I was holding off on Blood Bowl until the the Goblins came out. How'd that work? Well, and then I got, in, I got told about this really cool event happening in Calgary Pow Town on June 10th. So, or June 10th and 11th. You gonna take someone to Pow Town? Oh, I'm totally going down to Powtown. Um, and <laughs> so I was like, close. well, I need to start this now. And I really didn't want to paint an entire crew of the old pewter models. Because yeah. I had enough of the orcs and goblins and all that stuff to do a crew. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Because they're, they're kind of a pain in the ass to paint. Because the details are really weird. Do you have this sweet orc cheerleader with the tons of body hair? No, I have, That's I have, awesome both, model. I have both variants of the goblin cheerleaders. Oh, I'm sure they're lovely. Oh my god, they're fantastic. <laughs> I'm actually painting one up for this event, so it's going to be really fun. Is it is it metal? Like are you stripping it down or is it uh Well, it was it was brand new pewter. Oh really? Oh yeah. You never painted that? No, dude, bits by weight. I bought so much stuff that I never got around to using. That's awesome. One of which was like three Blood Bowl teams. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. So, yeah, absolutely. Um so I'm really looking forward to that and uh I, I gotta, I gotta kind of say, I'm kind of, I, I want to play, oh, fuck, I was, talk, I was talking about this Just earlier, Just fucking Steve. say it. 40k! Oh! <laughs> so, I don't Come know what I'm, the dark side. I don't know what I'm going to do, because like I was telling Steve earlier, it's going to be a process to get an army to a standard that I want to play with. Yeah, we had a long conversation running, about this, about barriers. the... All of the rules that I've been seeing on, and I've been reading like every day. I've checked the community page to see what the new updates are for the rules. There's not a single one they've talked about that I'm not just like, yeah, that sounds cool. 
every single thing that we've talked about as needing to be fixed in the game or brought back from second ed, like uh, modifiers to AP, that kind of stuff. Treating vehicles like mon- like monsters honestly, creatures. dreadnoughts like monsters creatures. Yeah, we talked that about that for exactly ages. Exactly what they're doing. Ages, everything, literally everything, everything I've asked for, fixing allies and how independent characters interact with units. Done. Like it's just who is it? Oh, you can't join units anymore. Yeah, characters don't join units. Period. You have no idea how happy that hero is. hammer. Well, it's a little different. You still so the way it works apparently is you can't shoot at a character unless it's the nearest target. So, oh, so no assassinations, uh, okay. And if, Although some sniper units may have an ability to yeah. override that, but Probably that's a but special ability. The Vindicare Assassin would be the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they named one specifically, but I can't... I think it might have been Rattling Snipers or some, like, random unit where they're sure. like... Oh, you rattling Snipers? Like, oh, can, oh you fucking right! <laughs> rattling they have Snipers? No. <laughs> no, seriously, that is the coolest thing I've heard for 40k all and day. The, the current the, Rattling Sniper models are actually really good, too, yeah, so having an excuse to use them would be awesome. <laughs> Wait, they have new Rattling Sniper models? Oh, uh, well, not new. They've had some not for a number new, of years. The newest. Newest were our 10 years old, I think. But they're actually pretty good for 10-year-old models. I'm like real. Uh, are they plastic? No, they're pewter. no. They're metal, but they're yeah, pewter. They might be fine cast if they're even still available. Yeah, whatever they are. But they had like the giant Hobbit feet and stuff. They just generally looked fucking sweet. So, anyways, now that we're off on a tangent, uh, anything under ten wounds is what I remember reading. I think so. Like Gilliman will be uh, able to hide behind a whole bunch of space marines, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and be able to lead a unit. Whereas like. Uh, a Carnifex not being a character probably still has under 10 wounds can still be targeted kind of but like the neat thing there too is it actually brings a lot of dynamics back into like having units that maybe only have a handful of shots but they're infiltrating or they're on bikes or they're on jetpacks or something to maneuver so that that becomes the closest target yeah like it brings a whole element of maneuvering back into the game where 40k where you had so much movement it never mattered yeah, and the thing it was, were, are you able to move behind train or not? Was basically all it came down to. Yeah, so it's it's going to be point is you have to totally with you. It's it's going to be good, and I'm so, excited for you to be excited about 40k. Yeah, so it's happening. That's good. it's weird. <laughs> that, that's, the new that's Death Guard's awesome. going to be really hard to resist. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. pictures are stupid good. Really hard. Yeah, they're really <laughs> good right now. Yeah, I'm sitting down for the rest of this podcast, boys. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Uh, right, should we move on? Yeah, so we're going to try out something a little bit new. Uh, earlier today, I put up a question on the Facebook page asking for anyone that had any questions that they had felt they hadn't had answered or things they'd like more information on, more or less in regards just to like hobby tips or how to approach either painting something, this specific style or a specific technique. And we actually had a lot of good feedback, so much so that we can't do it all in one segment. So we're going to break this down. We're going to pick two or three per week, and Norm, I wanted to call it the round table, but it was pointed out to me that we actually are at a rectangular table. I don't own a round table. Anywhere in this house, I think. Oh, yeah, that's that's just misleading. Yeah. So we have we have the ethics here. So it's it's a new segment here on Hobbitate in Canada. We're going to be calling it the rectangular table, where we're going to go around the rectangular table, or at least, what, three-fifths of it. Yeah. And we should probably do a star pattern, so that way it's on tight. Ooh, man, it'll be like the pentagram <laughs> table-ish. Anyway, I don't... I don't <laughs> getting a little satanic. Yes. Let's move on. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, so we're going to start off with the first question we have today was from Phil Harlos, who wanted to know, um, how can you take, uh, like, box art um, paint jobs for models and kind of give them that ooh-ah, and I guess he then later clarified... Like an exciting take on a already established scheme. 
What I feel you got to do is turn it to 11. Yeah, I feel like GW Box Art, they paint exceptionally well. It's really clean and really plain, though. It's attainable. That's what they're going for. They're going for, if I applied the paint perfectly, like it was all smooth and with one color, didn't do a ton of shading. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of contrast in there. In their, uh, well, especially lately, they art. do a lot of, like, clean base coats. Yeah. Like, deep shading, like black lining. Yeah. And then sharp highlights. Which, again, you could obtain with a few paints, ideally. Like, you yeah. you would just have... You perfectly paint around all those uh, those cracks between armor panel and that kind of stuff. So I think you're right. The way that you, you deal with it is you take it to 11. You do crazy contrast. Yeah, you can um, get um, more contrast in the transitions. You can add some of the, like, complementary colors in the shades for interest and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you can really just go beyond that very formulaic. Like, use the, like triad of like ultramarine named paints or whatever like you know what I mean yeah it's and yeah I mean GW like you pointed out uses their their blues so they'll go through the blue range and adding a complementary color or a different color into like a shade or a highlight I think will really also make that kind of pop a little bit more yeah, yeah like if you're because the Space Wolf paints are some of the only ones that I think I remember the names on but they have like um, like whatever the Fenris gray and Rust gray and Fenrisian gray and stuff like, but if you start getting into like the you know the dark browns and just the, some of the shading for visual interest or whatever, like if you go beyond that really basic color triad, yeah, I think you can also definitely do some cool things. Glazing things down darker. They don't do a lot of shade. They do a lot of uh, edge highlights and and your like flat tones. I think the big thing is glazing in darker colors. So getting some more uh, areas of shadow is the big thing because on a on a piece of box art they want it to show up well uh and be really obvious as to what it is and, and yeah and the edge highlighting also brings out all the detail in the model so it uh, sort of shows it off at the same time yeah exactly so it's always bright clean i think uh for a lot of competition pieces that people do there's a lot of emphasis on shade which you don't see in box art you see it a lot in like uh movie uh trailers and or Movies in general, I guess, dynamic lighting, and dynamic stuff like lighting, that. exactly to make it interesting, and I don't think that happens a lot with box art. So, outside of some of the more peripheral companies, like I'll I'll throw this out to Corvus Belly. I think a lot of their their box art models um, are painted to a bit of a different standard. Dark Admittedly, Age. Dark, Dark Age. Age again, but you're also dealing with a company that's releasing what maybe five new models a month at most, and they're also billing themselves. In a lot of like Corvus Belli really um, builds themselves as a, a model company and a hobby company. Like the fact that they have uh, Angels Raldez is like their staff painter kind of thing. Uh, they do like they're doing busts for their um, Infinity line, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they they have to sort of cater a little bit more towards that group of the hobbyist population. And a lot of their models aren't like the rank and file troopers you need thirty of. Yeah, like. You know, you have individual characters and, like, really unique... Yeah, just really unique individuals for a lot of the miniatures with these uh, with a lot of these companies, where GW, if it's just a squad of, like, line infantry, they're all going to kind of look the same. So it's Yeah, once be, you're doing 30 gaunts, enjoy. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be a little bit more generic and clean and attainable and all the rest of it. So I think if you want a good reference point is, like, pick up a box. Next time you're in a, a store like Thunderground, where I know they have both Infinity and Games Workshop... Grab a box of Infinity, especially one of their newer ones. Grab a box of 40K. Look at a comparison of those different models, and you're going to really see that contrast in the yeah. paint job. Yeah. Um, if you want a really good example of what you're looking for, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and the, the other thing that I would highly recommend, if you want your models to look way better than box art, 
basing, no, especially like with Games Workshop. Most of their bases are just sand, static grass, done. A couple of rocks, because they have their basing kit, so they'll yeah. use the GW basing kit and throw in a couple of chunks of that resin stuff, like, maybe. whatever. Maybe. Yeah, like, I'm thinking of the night uh, box art right now, because that's, the, the, for some reason, the one that comes to mind, and it's literally just a few chunks of rock, like, gray rock, brown base, yeah. green static grass. Mm-hmm. So adding, you can do a lot better than that. Yeah, so adding a little bit, and um, I'll briefly touch on this one for James. I know we've talked about this is kind of getting into answering a different question, but I know we've talked a lot about basing on this on this podcast, so just I want to reiterate my general rule with basing. Three colors, three textures. If you can hit both of those numbers or as close to as possible, you're going to have a very interesting base. Yeah. three. T- uh, yeah, I didn't think that the GW stuff follows that rule, but makes it It's two simple. colors, two textures. Yeah, the, it depends on whether or not... On average. Like, they're usually now doing brown, gray, green... And those are def- different textures, each one of those colors. I think they do their static grass, they do one of their pieces of interest, and then they do brown sand. Usually, I, I find that they're using a lot of their texture paints now, too. Um, true. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, three, though. Like, a lot of Martian bases are just, like, the Martian texture base. With gray rocks. If, if that, right? Yeah. So that's it's two things, like Tom was saying. So I do agree that... Th- their bases are typically a little bit more uh, plain. But they're not trying to show off. The no, model. They're, 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 they're show off the model. The they're they want to show off the model. model absolutely yeah. right. But that's how you can also elevate the whole army as a whole. Yeah, for a, sure, a cohesive unit and kind of take that to the next level. And for the love of God, if you want to have your models look better than box art, the Games Workshop box art, black rims on the bases. I I am so sick of like yeah uh, scort or like uh, graveyard earth rims on bases. They yeah. look so hideous. I agree with that. Being part of like a couple different like painting contests and everything like that, uh, all the uh, painters that I've taken classes from, uh, the edge of the model uh, is is nothing. It's not part of the model. It doesn't need to be. So it should be totally separate. And a black room will do that. It'll good it'll exam- do that contrast and separation. I think a good example of that is you look at those bases that have like. Usually the square ones that have some undercut. So there's some of the like competition pieces that do like a subterranean scene or whatever. The the actual flat edges of that piece are still black. Yeah. You, and it only gets color once you get into the undercut or whatever else is going yeah, on. In that absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really acts. It really accentuates the basing you've done on the model and the model itself. It draws no attention to away. The base it's like a plain black picture frame sort of a thing. Like it just it de- in some ways it defines the edge. It gives you a way to like handle and mount the thing. And that's it. It's I, not trying to be a piece of the artwork itself. It's just framing it. I agree. Yeah. It, it would frame frame the model and frame the, the base that it's on, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think... Uh, any other thoughts for that? We're trying to do this a little bit more quick and dirty, so we can get through a yeah, couple I think questions. Really focus on shade. So... And I guess one of the other things you can do, too, is conversions. And weathering. Yeah. That's you very rarely ever see any Citadel models weathered. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe 10%, and that's mostly Nurgle stuff that's been coming out. It's been a little bit... And even that, it's not weathering, it's just like it's dirt. Dirty, bloody, mm-hmm. it's not pus- really. pussy. It know. probably has some typhus corrosion on there. Yeah, exactly, right? So, But I, mo- most of their stuff is... I come back to the best box art I think GW has ever done is the Dark Eldar range because it's got dark and light in the same model. Very, Very high contrast color scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There you go. So. That's, that, this is going to be my take is you're saying you want to take it more shades, but I'm saying you need to have high contrast with yeah. the dark shades right. at the same time. Right. That's going to make it pop more. So if you can make one part a little brighter, one part darker, you're going to get a higher contrast and it's going to make your model Couldn't pop agree more. a lot more. So increase your contrast, increase your color interest, 
Yeah. Two better bases, and you're gonna you're gonna make a pop. Yes. So moving on, uh, proper brush care was another question. This one uh, first by James, and then it was seconded later on. Uh, so you picked up your brand new brush. You started using it. Um, Who's the guy that only buys dollar store brushes? Because then you don't have to worry about any of this. There's one guy that's a really good painter that paints with like some stupid dollar store brush, like his claim to his fame. I can't uh, remember off the top of my head, but I think I don't. Yeah, I, I know what you're nice. talking about. We're talking with Dallas, uh, yeah. about with Dallas yeah. on the weekend. Because that that's how you do brush care. You just buy a thousand of those, and then you're fine. Throw one away. Yeah, or if you want to, if you want to buy like a Winsor Newton or one of the more expensive Raphaels or any of those brushes, um, really, I think my first thought is make sure you're actually cleaning it, and so you can get there's those little like creamy light brown. Plastic jars. You don't happen to have one of those sitting around here, Steve? Do you? Oh, oh I do. Yeah, in yeah. the top drawer yeah, here. Uh, loud noises. It'll probably have a brand name it's on fresh it. Soap. Hey, B and J. That's love it. So we got B J the Masters brush cleaner and preserver. But it's there's usually a stand of these. Like if you go to some of the art stores, at least in Canada, like they often have them like right by the counter or yep. somewhere as like an impulse buy thing. It's just a brush cleaner and a conditioner. Like it's. That it's also soap. dirt cheap. It's really good. And, and lasts forever. Had, yeah, the yeah. one I've had has lasted like four or five years, and it's like half out. So the other thing I would say is is beside the actual brush soap, which because I use that after I'm done a session of painting, Yeah. Yes. the big thing is I never go maybe more than a minute with paint on my brush. Without rinsing and then without yeah, rinsing yeah. it. And, I, and I, I put a little bit, a little drop of dish soap in my uh, rinse water, too. Really? And that, yeah. And it stops the silver from leaking onto the other stuff too, because it breaks the surface tension, so all the silver goes away f- to the edges. Oh, okay. So that so you if you, have have it's like every time water. you do metallics, you don't have to throw away that water. Rinse out the cup oh. really, oh, really I just have well. Two cups. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then you, you go from there. But anyways, I never have my my metallics <laughs> yeah. mixing with my colors because of see, that. I just dump out my paint water because yeah. I apparently like to do more work we, than you guys. We could make a tutorial, Tom, called Two Guys, Two Cups." Love it. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, anyways, one of the um, it's really easy to use. Uh, you open up the, the container, and you'll just see, like, it basically just looks like a puck of soap. And you can just kind of roll your brush into it, um, kind of wiping it off, clean it off. You really want to make sure you get the ferrule uh, yeah. of the brush, because that's where the paint... You, when, you're, when your brush starts flaying out, and you get the bristle that's doing the weird thing, and you got to, like, pull it off or cut it or whatever else. It's probably because there's paint in the ferrule. And when it dries, it either expands or contracts depending on the paint, yep. and it then pulls on the bristles. Yeah. Here's here's a little note for brush care too. If paint does hit the ferrule, clean it right now. Yeah, Stop whatever you're doing. Yeah, clean it, it right now. Don't let it dry at all. Because the brush bristles actually are wicking, and there's there's a uh, usually like the higher end brushes are just crimped. There's usually not a uh, piece of glue in there like some of the cheaper brushes. So it'll go straight up into the ferrule, like it'll it'll wick the whole way up there. If you can, when you're actually painting, just only try to apply paint to half of your brush at length, the most. if even at the yeah. most. At the most. Do you guys yeah. have a transfer brush? Because I usually use one of my shitty wash brushes to transfer paint from pots and mix. And oh, stir. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I just use a garbage brush that's been yeah. destroyed or an old dry brush or and then whatever use, the case may be. Yeah, I'll use my Windsor Newtons for actual, like, when I'm actually applying paint to the model. I really don't yeah. use it for transfer. Yeah, one, of my, really old, one of my old uh, base coat brushes is that it used to be one of those really high-end, like, number one brushes, but 
after like five or ten years of use, it is just a big piece of shit. Yeah. And so it is, yeah, it's a scoop, basically. It's a glorified paint scoop. And the other thing that's important to note, too, is no matter how good you are at, at dealing with keeping your brushes clean, they will wear out. There's nothing you do. I get a new set of Winsor Newtons every year. That's yep. just what I do. Oh, really? That soon? I usually last, like, two or three. I, I'm pretty hard on my brushes, and I also am just okay, like... I, I don't look at it this way. I look at how much did you get done with that brush before it was no good. That's, yeah. that's how Operating I hours? Yes. Operating okay, hours? there we yeah. go. Yeah, and, like, if I get a year to my brushes, like I'm airplane. happy. <laughs> and realistically, it's a zero, a one, and a two. I right, that's three brushes. A two and a zero, because I don't I don't use the one. I usually use, if I'm doing a one, I feel like I can get away with a cheaper Citadel brush. I'm either not doing like a smooth base coat, or I'm doing, I'm not doing detail work. Uh, I don't know, man. The points in those are pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Citadel yeah. brushes are actually not bad. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's, if you're using a one or two, the point is so good that a lot of the times they can do about the same amount of detail. I very yeah. rarely ever use my zero. My zero is just for like super fine detail. Yeah. I use my one for my fine detail, my two for my workhorse. I literally that's... paint with the two brushes. I paint with a zero and a two. I don't know. I so. don't have, yeah. Preference, though. So. It's, yeah. it's preference, so. Also, also when, uh, after the brush is clean, I usually like to leave a little bit of, like, soap uh, on the end of the brush, like, just, like, hand soap. And then that way it keeps it into a point for myself. Yeah. And then that way it'll, it'll harden with the soap in that point. And then uh, when I clean the brush, it'll still kind of like yeah. muscle memory for the brush, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's the other thing Never too. Never that. That's neat. When you clean the brush, you always rub the ferrule on the, the backside of the, the cup. So you try and pull the paint out of the water or out of the ferrule like by just surface tension. And then I always lick the brush to keep the point because that's gross. <laughs> do you, but do it you works. Add, do you add soap to it too? Never. No? Oh, okay. Saliva is actually a really good uh, detergent. keeps point pretty good. Oddly enough. Yeah, as long as you're not using, like, actual high-end, um, real-world pigments. Yeah. Like, actual, like, cadmiums and that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're fine. Just cadmium's fine as long as you don't inhale it. Oh, okay. Well, you still, anything that's listed as a heavy metal, don't, and it's usually a lot of pigments, like yellow paint's typically lead, so don't. Yeah, don't again, it's pure yellow it's, lead pigment. It's something that we've mentioned before, but there are some there are some Vallejo paints like from the model color range that have like a no airbrush icon on them, and those are paints that are non toxic in liquid form, but they are toxic in aerosol form. Which like the cadmium reds do not fucking inhale those, unless yeah. you want cancer. You might. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. You what might it does. want lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, point some is, people don't do juggle that. geese. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, I think that's pretty clear on that one. Um, so moving on, the next question was, and if we're not getting to your question this time, don't worry. We will be getting through them over the next few weeks. We're just kind of, it would take an entire episode, and we don't want to do a mail like a mailbag episode. Yeah. One one period's enough. We yeah. could do a clip show and never have to record anything ever again. And just have you spend all the time editing it? Oh, wait, I hate this idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the last question we're going to get to today is painting eyes. So I don't know if you guys have like your favorite way to paint eyes. We can just kind of go around the table. Uh, what font are we talking about? Are we talking about like a sans serif eye? Or are we talking about <sighs> a... Comic sans. Comic sans. That's very difficult to paint because that's a swirly, swirly eye. Yeah. Got some... uh, no, but let's, let's stick to just 28 mil for right now. Okay. Um... The easiest way that I ever that I the way that I do it, which I actually learned from Jay, is oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking don't about. Don't fuck oh. around with trying to do anything too much. Just paint the eye black, two white dots. And if you get and the more you do that, you can get very good looking eyes, which is black with two white dots. Yeah, the way so Jay actually uh, taught sh- showed me this too. 
but he was saying that when the two white dots sometimes are too hard to apply like as actual just dots so what you can do before you actually finish painting the the, the skin of the model or whatever you're doing is do two white lines because that's sometimes easier to apply instead of trying to just hit that dot if you can actually get the paint started and flow and do those lines and then come around and clean up yeah. the eye um, it can help a ton and you can do that clean up with a black wash that's watered down it'll run into like where the eyelid would be and you get the perfect black line around it and, and then paint the face around the paint eye paint the face around the eye yep uh, I found that I get a little more control for like directionality when I do the when I do the separate sure. shots so yeah, yeah. I can get a lot more like honestly when I did that uh, like my one of my better competition pieces ever all I did for the eyes was black and two white dots yeah. And I got tons of compliments on the eyes. I think I think you can do a good job with that for sure. Um, I'm just saying that if you if you want to ease it up, yeah, struggling with it a little bit, and you want to do it quicker, the two white lines are, are absolutely. Go. I hate that method personally. I I've never been a fan of that method. I've seen different people do it, and it looks quite like makeup to me. Uh, depending with, on how yeah, you can get the like weird oh, raccoon face thing going on if yeah. you don't do it subtly. Yeah, so the way that I do it is I'll paint just a white eyeball itself, and then I'll do like a black line or a kind of like an oval if I can, depending on like the size of the eye. Um, the big thing with that though is you got to make sure that the eyeball itself is from top to bottom. If you just do a dot, they're gonna look surprised. Or so, or so, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god, there's ghosts across from me on the board. Yeah, that's a good point to make. Is it? It's, yeah, it shouldn't be. It needs to be top to bottom. Yeah, you can't hole. have any white around your dog. No. Yeah, the only time you see an isolated iris is when somebody's really wide eyed. Yeah. Just like that, <laughs> right? Like uh, that doesn't. That's not normal. Yeah. So I'll paint. I'll paint a solid white or off white, depending on like <laughs> the skin tones, because I'll paint my skin first and then do the eyeball after. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do like a solid like white or a cream, um, most often w just a pure white. And then for my black dot, I'll do one eyeball first, and then depending on if I fucked up uh, and did a little bit too much to one side, I'll make sure I do the same thing on the other eye. So it looks just like, so it looks like he, so it looks like he's looking in a direction. So you know the other way to do eyes? Never paint eyes. <laughs> do you notice how all my space rings have helmets? Yes. And did you paint the lenses on them? The lenses on them. That's what I was about to say. Is if you do like red, like a glowing lens or a glowing eye, you don't have to do a pupil. Why do you think I love painting orcs? Yeah, red eyes. <laughs> eyes, eyes suck. Like I'm not. I I don't enjoy it. I find it tedious. I find that you can't really put any extra detail into it. I, I well, like you, you have to be you so can. good you to be can, able to but it's out. really really hard. yeah like like I can I can't do that I have to go into a bigger scale before I'm even bother with the eyes one of the funnest things I've ever painted was that bust and doing the eyes on that model because that was fantastic it gives the model so much character yeah uh, working around like to, to get the right red yeah and that, that guy looks like super hungover or something like he's got he's like so much bleary he's supposed eyes. to yeah. he's yeah. got so much character in those faces in yeah that face those eyes uh, but all my 28 mil scale stuff is is pretty much yeah red eyes because i hate it so that's my advice don't you do your witches <laughs> i had to paint eyes that sucked i well, <laughs> I, I used to hate skin tones and yeah i would do like anything that had like a full helmet for an army like nothing nothing no skin showing at all but now it's i i prefer to paint skin tones and i like painting eyes yeah. which is 
totally opposite from when I, when I first started painting. I want to. So. I actually gotta. I gotta find out what did I do with my my dark art. <laughs> so so both Tom and Steve paint like the black first and, the and then the white. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, totally. It's my, okay, yeah, no, no. You guys do it. I'm almost exactly like Ward, except I do one step before I do the white, and that's I will do an extra wa- a wa- skin tone wash. In the eye, so it doesn't go black, but it's yeah. dark, right? So it, sh- it so shades it, 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 shades it and, and gotcha. gives it yeah, there. Yeah. So it's sort of like the black, but it, it's still enough that it has the skin tones in it as well. So it's not quite, it's really hard to get the raccoon at that point. Yeah, I don't always do the black lining. And no. I also, I'm not, one thing that I struggle with is I'm not a huge fan conceptually of using pure white because even human eyes and stuff, like, you're not pure white. Like, it's yeah, super uncommon. Like, cause you have the blood vessels and all the other stuff. Like, if you use a slight, slightly like warm gray or some something mm-hmm. like that, it can avoid some of that like completely over the top you know natural men color. Off or, white a, or, or a yeah. bone color. Works Actually, even too. men off white highlight is not a pure white, but it's almost a pure white. It's got a little bit of that warmth to it. Yeah, I was thinking on off the top of my head, I was thinking something along the lines of like troll blood highlight mixed with white. So it just like kind of brings so it ultimate down. Gray? A, well, ultimate gray is a little bit more blue. Oh yeah, it does but, a little more blue. I'm actually fairly certain now that you mentioned it, that's exactly what I used on my eyes for my witches is all through in gray because I wanted a colder looking eye. Yeah, and white is just too clean and too much pop to it. Mm-hmm. But I also use all through in gray whenever yeah, like, I can. I definitely think in anything. It's true, you do love that color. Yeah. But I do think like an off-white with the black pupil is just a little bit more natural. Yeah, and if you... Depending on, the, depending on the model and like the depth of the crevices for the eyes and stuff, sometimes you don't need to do that black stripe around the eye to like shade it up first. Sometimes you can just... Put in your off-white, put in the black dot, and you're good to go. Has anybody ever tried doing the actual color in the eye? I've d- tried it once or twice. It is really hard not to fuck it up. I've yeah. done it on my pigs, like the larger pigs for my gremlins. They have bigger eyes? Uh, they do have bigger eyes, because it's like, imagine the head's twice the size. Yeah. As like a regular 28mm model. Oh, so, I, I should make one clarification. I don't do a black dot for the eye. I'll do a dark blue or a dark green or a dark Oh, yeah, brown. you can throw in any color you want. So, if, you're right? really, if, if you're really good, you can do that thing where it's like the colored... Um, iris and or sorry, the colored pupil and the black. Oh, shit, I'm screwing the up. The black pupil. pupils are black. Iris yeah. is colored. So yeah. you can do like the the colored on the outside and then the black dot in the center of it. But that's really really easy to fuck up. Which which I'm trying right now and I'm not a big fan. When you don't do it right, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not sure I like it because the thing is the iris has so much um, texture to it. Yeah, I think doing a straight color can be can be difficult. You know, so, yeah, you need to mix in other colors. And what I actually did for a lot of my a lot of my pigs was going through and just doing some like dots of color, accentuating around because mm-hmm. it was enough where you could go in with just like a few little dots or, or strokes here and there. So it's not just a solid color. It's not just something weird. I'm still not sure I like it. Like I I, I honestly think that eyes in the 28 mil scale are. No, I, I but again, this isn't truly 28 mil with, scale. With like the 20, yeah, with the 28 mil scale too, because it's so small and you don't see a lot of it. That's why I like to go more of the contrast. So yeah. like the black white combination. I think I think at the end of the it day, it just depends. If you want it more natural, yeah, absolutely. I'll do like a cream or whatever, depending on like the scale or a character model, that sort of thing. 95 percent of the way, even 99 percent of the way there, white with the black dot in the center, done yeah. clean and crisp, and pointing in the same direction. <laughs> that's a You'll big have one. the contrast. And here's yeah. here's a great example for me of just the black with the two white dots. Yeah, that's fine. You've also got, it looks like a highlight in there. It looks like you've done nope. a lot like what Mike has done where there's a nope. bit of shading in there. Nope. Yeah, there totally is. Nope. It's either inadvertent right in the corner. There's like a grayish brown coming in towards the white. No, it's just towards le- I just left a bit of flesh tone. Yeah, flesh tone. So I'm saying what Mike was talking about washing it in. But yeah. I didn't. I just left yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. There you yeah. go. Exactly. It's just like, 
So hopefully, this is where you position. Hopefully, that gives some different ideas yeah. on how to uh, approach painting eyes. And uh, yeah, and there's no real right or wrong way. It's like you take the, the you take the approaches and you play with it. Right? It's like it's anything like, else. Don't do it. It's hard. <laughs> Just put on a helmet. Safety first. Yeah. Also, <laughs> you're a space marine in the forty first millennium. Why aren't you wearing your helmet? Because you're badass. <laughs> you're a dumbass. Is what that is. <laughs> Just praying for death at this point because it sucks and they've already been there for a couple hundred years that might be it actually that could be fair they're just really <laughs> bored and trying to commit suicide <laughs> <laughs> yeah possibly whoa space marines you guys are fucking dark <laughs> speaking Rain of dark. which is that is that it is actually it is absolutely oh, yeah more marines we could talk about that so they're bigger if you have been living under a rock like i was until this morning uh, <laughs> I can't believe you never knew that. Yeah, this. I kind of. You know what's really shocking? I probably know, knew a day before you did, too. That's fair. I, I, I haven't been hugely following uh, the 40K stuff because after the rules started coming out, it was just like, I like everything about this. I'm happy with where it is. I, I can wait. I'm good. <laughs> Don't need to look at this. This seems like it's going the right direction. Uh, there's no, there was like no chewing of, of my nails like there was with 7th uh, edition and where this was going to go. Um, but yeah, if you've been living under a rock, uh, there is a new type of space marine coming out. Uh, Mark 10 armored Primaris Marines. Yeah, the Gullyman's new toys that were commissioned 10,000 years ago to basically reconquer the galaxy. So they are bigger, yeah. they're a little bit more durable, they have two wounds. It sounds super interesting. So the, I, the background, they didn't really hint at too much other than Belisarius Call was involved right after the Horus Heresy. Yeah. So this is like uh, the Beast Awakens, I guess, kind of period of time when he's trying to reforge the Imperium, is my understanding, and he's trying to basically build even better space marines uh, because the Imperium at this point in time is so destroyed that they need even more than what the Legions were. Um, so I don't really know why they didn't show up then, and now they're only showing up after he's back now. Because Belisarius Call has been active the whole time. Yeah. So I, I feel he's been really lazy. Yeah. Or he didn't trust anyone to command them. That might be it, too. Actually, that's a good point. That's if very you, well you want to like get into like real fluff reasons here, why would you give that to some... Why, why would you give that to Captain Lysander to have control over? Yeah, the dude just keeps yeah. getting kidnapped and shit. What a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he's, they already think that he might be tainted by the warp, so that's what... He yeah, probably is, like, completely tainted by yeah, the warp. Yeah, that's a good point. He I was running around that. naked without armor. His taint is infected. By the warp, for sure. He's for sure. Nude in that... For sure, ship. warp taint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, on the, on the table, uh, they're rumored to have... Well, not rumored, I guess. They've shown the stat line. GW doesn't rumor things anymore. I keep thinking it's some sort of like rumor mill site. No, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it. No, but it's totally, totally legit thing. They have two wounds, and the big thing is uh, they've got a new bolt gun that's thirty inch range with a minus one armor save. So just a little bit more punchy, a little bit more range, a little more punchy, a little more durable, and the models are way bigger than a regular marine. Well, they're basically true scale space marines that people have been modeling up for years using. Combination of Terminator components, Space Marine components, Forge World components, green stuff. Just a bulk out power armor, make them usually a little bit extra length in the legs, a little extra like weight, um, you know, length in the torso, but the similar arms and heads just because it's so much Yeah, the idea to, to compare them to a guardsman, whereas a Marine is about the same size as a Cadian. Uh, people with true scale Marines have been building them to be about a head or more taller. 
which is pretty much exactly where these ones lie. Which looks is to be, yeah. yeah. Mo- really mo- freaking cool. Model-wise, they were talking about the component kits that the legs, the torso, and the arms are a lot bigger. The pads and the heads are interchangeable to with existing Marine models. So if you have Forge, awesome. so if you have Forge World uh, chapter icon shoulder pads or whatever, they should be swappable. Just like bam, done, no hassle. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. no, the the kit looks fantastic. Um, I'm actually, I think Picatinny rails on the fucking bolters. Yeah. they just look so modern and realistic. I love it. They look way more hard sci-fi than some of the the I guess existing Marine kits because I like the Horus Heresy stuff because it looks more like that that realistic sci-fi kind of power armor uh whereas i think the 40k stuff got a little bit off the rails with some of their honestly 40k kits have been really cartoony for a while what marine kits have been a lot of the other stuff has been pretty solid it's the marines that i think have always been a bit lacking actually yeah they were they've never had any real edge to them yeah orcs have been getting more cartoony over the last couple of sure but those are orcs they're also kind of a cartoon in the first place. Like, they're wacky. <laughs> Brian Nelson orcs were not that cartoony. Yeah. Compared to the current ones. Anyways, I digress. Sure. It, yeah. Either way, these are a great-looking model kit. They look... Again, it's... I kind of find it funny that you keep saying it's, like, realistic sci-fi. Yeah. Um, just it amuses the hell out of me, but it's really that hard sci-fi. Well, yeah. The proportions look like they might actually be able to, like, function. You know, yeah. Like, if you take off a layer of armor, they might have a body that makes sense underneath. Unlike Terminators. Uh, yeah, where the shoulders do not make any sense where that head is. <laughs> that is no. impossible. They would be broken. <laughs> like, they would move and then, like, rip themselves in half in the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would not work. But, yeah, no, these look great. And what I'm most excited for is I think this adds actually some variety to the Marine Army. Because, yeah, you can do a full army of them, supposedly, or you can just, like, add a squad to a Space Marine army. And that's actually where I'm most excited about them, is adding them to an existing Space Marine army, because what I feel like the Marines have always lacked is you've had Marines with different guns. Yep. And Scouts. scouts. Terminators also are in there, and then the vehicles. And, and then they tur- added Centurions, which, what the fuck were they thinking? Centurions are an awful model. But they're kit. just, like, a dumber... But they shoot bigger. gravity bullets, so who cares? They're... They're a horrible-looking model. They're, they had good rule set, but they were just... Centurions are not... They're still and they should have just made Dreadnoughts playable, which they've done now, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, so nobody will ever have to play Centurions again, and we can forget about them entirely. What about the uh, Primaris Dreadnought? Yeah, they have talked about there will be additional Primaris kits. Like, yeah. this first squad is basically their tactical marine equivalent. There will be more. We don't know what. You've got to assume there's going to be a melee unit at some point. Yeah, which oh, yeah. would be so like yeah. if they did fucking jump assault marines in that scale with true scale like oh. big bulky bastards. And the, so the other thing Ooh. that makes that I'm really excited about this for is I feel like they're actually sort of returning to where marines should be in terms of power level. The problem is is they still have existing tactical marines and assault <laughs> marines that aren't maybe there. Yeah, it's not. They're not quite moving marine stats, but they're on their way. Well, the extra wound and extra attack is is really all you need. Yeah, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, no. The we've always talked for quite a while that marines were never as good on the table as they should be in the fluff, and this is goes a long way to bringing them to that level. Because um, two attacks in combat means that they're not going to be a slouch necessarily. They are strength four. Um, that's pretty solid. Especially with mod- uh, with armor save modifiers. Oh, do they all have bolt pistols melee. still? Yep. Uh, yeah. Because that's one thing they've talked about yep. is in you the shooting shoot. phase when you're engaged, you can still fire pistols and then fight in the assault phase. Yes, yeah. 100%. So it's effectively three strength four attacks each in the assault phase. Yeah. Or well, like I mean, when engaged. Granted, like, yep. so many units in the game now do have pistols, but... Yeah, but still, it, it's... Yeah, it's, it's not all going to be ballistic skill four. 
Well, no more ballistic skill. Just ballistic skill three plus. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean, though, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. But it, gotcha. If there's anything that's more of an analog for ballistic skill four than a three plus, I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, like there are plenty of armies that don't have pistols on their basic infantry, like Eldar, Tau, that sort of a thing. There's a lot of armies yeah. that don't have mm-hmm. pistols on their basic rifleman infantry. And again, if orcs do their ballistic skill two or hit on a five plus. Yeah, they'll be a five plus. Let's <laughs> still five plus now. Yeah, yeah. So, so far on the sat line, bolt pistol, bolt rifle. Yeah, not which a bolt gun, a, which bolt is rifle. different than a yeah. longer range. Uh, frag grenade and crack grenades. But the big thing is longer range, but minus one modified armor save. That's huge, actually. That's a, that's a big deal. The, the only thing that I'm not a huge fan necessarily is I'm not a big fan of the helmet. It's more of like I a horse. I like the helmet. It's yeah, a horse I'm, heresy helmet. Which I, but I like. Because in the fluff, they're talking about how Call, because he's been working on these guys for 10,000 years, he's combined various, el- like, the most effective elements of different marks of armor throughout the ages. So, like, the legs kind of have that Mark II, Mark III look to them. Yep. Which, um, yeah, but they the, also have the, the Mark VIII, um, like, reinforcement pad on the upper thigh. They have the higher collar, like a Mark VIII. They have a lot which of... Which I like the errant armor. Yeah, yeah and like the, the, the helmet is really tied into the Mark IV, which is my favorite helmet. So yes. they're... they're Yes, they're tying into like fists. all my favorite elements of all the different marks of armor in the I same agree. model and so, making them true scale. So when uh, I yeah. when I buy my kit, do you want the helmets? Yes. Yep. So <laughs> here's the question I have for you guys. I'll probably buy some too. I'm not gonna lie. Like we we all know that right now these are not replacing the current Marines. Yeah. What do you think about five years from now? Potentially, and I I like to see them go that way. That's that's the thing that I th- I hope that they realize is they're their game is becoming unattainable for people to start out with. Like, if you wanted to start out uh, playing a tournament, say, in 4th ed or 5th ed, and you wanted to play Marines, you didn't need a battle company. Yeah, you, you still need, like, 30, of, 40 guys. You still need a lot of models, though. I mean, like, it was still a big army, but 30 or 40 guys, I feel like these Primaris Marines, you could maybe get back to the maybe 20 to 30. A dreadnought, a vehicle, maybe four squads of five. I don't know. That's a thing. It's hard to say because I don't know what the like squad sizes are going to be for. Right? I think the squad yeah. size is five to ten, but I don't think they've said the points cost. So kind of they're going to be they're going to be more than a regular yeah. marine. They mentioned they're going to be significantly more than a marine, but whether that's twenty points or thirty points, yeah. like who knows? I feel like high twenties to thirty is probably well, likely. But point is, everybody started with the Space Marine Army because they were elite and cheap and and these flexify that a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like the fact that now you can sort of be flexible with your army. Like, okay, so you want sort of your regular uh, line trooper that does everything well? Primaris Marine. You want a Terminator? Well, yeah, you can get that too, and they still are more durable. With two wounds now, that's Two wounds cool. with an invol as well. Like, they actually have a purpose. The Primaris Marine isn't just better than the Terminator. Yeah. Like, you, you've got some choices in that army to build out some really, really cool unit choices. And I think what's really neat here, when I'm looking at this, I, I remember it was, what, about two years ago that they brought out the 32 mil bases? Mm-hmm. And it seemed kind of like that first step towards making a space for this size model. And, yeah. like, yeah. it seems to me like the, they made the bases almost with these models eventually in mind. Yeah, yeah, at first it only really benefited, like, the Assault Marines, the Devastators, like, the models that had a lot of overhang on a 25 mil base previously, they yeah. were the only ones that benefited, but 
I don't even know if these Primaris guys are on 40s or 32s, but they like, look they're like a 32. Huge. They look like a 32. Because on a so 40, good. they would be like, it would be weird. They, but they, they fill up, a, I, I think it's a 32, and I think they fill up the yeah, base. The, other, the other nice thing that I like, too, uh, on the the new models is on the actual like forearm and on the like the thigh, is there is an actual like, extra bulk up uh, armor plate, yeah. which gives a more definition like the to the model. Yeah, so... It's Do you want to know what I liked about it the most? What? They it looks like they're starting to put command stripes back on the helmets. Oh yeah! If, if you have Rogue Trader, you'll know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, if that's about. sculpted on, that would be fucking awesome. No. So much easier to paint. Never no. thought about that, but yeah, it's the old, old, old school sort. Yeah. Does he have captain, a single stripe? Does he have the checkered yeah. stripe? Like, you have the red and white red helmet. He's a captain. Yeah. Sorry, veteran, that, cap, veteran captain, because a cap, or and then uh, sergeant. Red no, no, no. This is they, it's before the helmets changed colors. This was just stripes, yep. and it was usually two or it's yeah. usually three stripes: one down the center, two down the sides, and depending upon what color or if they were banded, told you what the rank was. I think that's. I think that they had that still in my Angels of Death codex. I remember that vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I took a picture of one of Mike's old Rogue Trader books, and it's like in the guts of my phone somewhere. That's for awesome. future reference. Mm-hmm. So. Who's going to be picking up some boxes of these? I'll pick up at least five. Like, I don't want <laughs> boxes. Five sorry, boxes. Five boxes. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Dad. <laughs> I'll pick up at least five. That's dozens and dozens of fuckers. But I, I do want to do up a unit of... <laughs> I do want to do a unit of them for Ravenguard. I, I want to paint them in Ravenguard colors. That's sweet. I would like that. <laughs> uh, now, my next question is... Okay, before we go into the next question, because I think that's really important, who else is going to pick up a box? Ward, of course. I will pick up a box. Not me. Yeah, because they're not chaos. They're not. Yeah, it's a true skill plague marines anyway. You'll be fine. Well, but yeah. this 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 is always comes down to like my like I don't know if it's just me always being bitter that it just I, regular marines always get cool new shit and they chaos marines. That in the fact. What what do you, would you be on board if we all chipped in and bought a box together and all took a marine to paint? Just to post on the on the website. Yeah, I, I would totally do that, but like yeah. I don't know because okay. I, I imagine the box is going to be like sixty, seventy bucks. I, I don't know. Actually, I see it being like fifty for five. It's still going to be more than tactical marines, but I don't. Yeah. I don't see them being terminator expensive because in the game they're not terminator expensive. Yeah, way, like they look cool. I'd love to paint one, but I I don't have an army that they'd be usable in, so I don't have a lot of motivation to buy them. So the first one of the I think or not the first the last question on the FAQ around Primaris marines is why don't I get these for my Chaos Army? And it was the answer was, that's what you get for turning your back on the Emperor. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I get that. But it always comes back to, like, um, Chaos Marines have had one variant of Land Raider forever. Too. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where you think they they wouldn't have done a different variant of a Land Raider at some fucking point. Or they kept the Reaper Assault Cannon and didn't go to the... Um, the Blast Cannons or they whatever. Want, they didn't want rendings. Cannons. Fuck that. Right? Like, or yeah. for whatever reason. So it's just kind of one of those things where I'm looking forward to it. But how many times have they tried to appease Chaos players with, like, here's more Death Guard? I don't feel bad Lately for you at all. Because here's more Death Guard? They've never had a different Plague Marine model. Like they've, that had play, two. they've had two, and they've just been no, but sorry, plague marine. Sorry, um, I'm a little bit. More. I'm not just saying 40k, but like there was a lot in like for fantasy chaos players. And admittedly, I played Nurgle, so it was fucking awesome. But there was sure. a, there was like the end times. It was like you know what? 
Like end times are happening. Here's just more Nurgle. Yeah. Okay, but that's fantasy, and we can't we can't really bring that into this conversation because I don't think that's entirely fair. Because talk to me about my Rubik or uh, Rubik Marines. It took forever for Zinch to get it. But you, they realize they're realizing that holy shit, there's a lot of chaos players out yep. there that really feel snubbed and Between, are still carrying it with them. But so none of them are undivided, or at least we don't care about them. I bet you that's going to change. And I, I would really love to fucking see that. You know, I would fucking love to see that. I would. The fact that they redid all the Zinch stuff, they're redoing all the Nurgle stuff, has zero bearing on Undivided. Sure, but I bet you that's coming. <laughs> you know what, man? I've been waiting for something new and cool that's Undivided for a very long time. <laughs> that isn't yep. just like part of the big monster phase. Yep. So, so to tie in with the Primaris Marines, since we're getting a lot of sneak peeks of them right now. Do you think that they're going to be out with the release of 8th edition? Uh, well, what I was going to ask before that is, do you think they're going to be troops before you're going to pick those? If you're going I to pick these things up. I could see that squad they previewed being troops, but like the specialist or whatever ones that come out with afterwards probably being like a leader heavy. Because if they're troops, would this be in a, in a starter box? I don't see them being in a starter box. Mm, I, I see them potentially being in a starter box with with some if chaos did, stuff. If they do the, like, rotating content starter boxes that don't have exclusive content, like it's just a bundle deal, and they do a new one every year or something, yeah. like some systems do, it wouldn't be a bad way of doing it. Speaking of, wait just a second, starter box, chaos marines, you got a ton of undivided stuff in the last starter box. All the new chosen models. Crimson Slafter. Yeah. Ooh, chosen models. Sorry, know. like, I'm just... You know, you know what's really not uh, to be, and to be fair, it'll be different in this edition. But you know, what was never really worth the points. Chosen, yeah, because <laughs> the difference between chosen and stern guard was that stern guard could take cool up weapons upgrades. Yeah, and chosen didn't. I think five point combi weapons in the new rules would be so good because you can fire the boulder and the combi weapon every time, yeah. and they never are one shot only. So chaos terminators are also going to be like, yay! <laughs> yeah, although that's probably changing what they can take. I don't think so because the kits still the plastic play. kits all have yeah. them, so they wouldn't retcon all those. I don't think. Yeah, mm. Terminators are just going to be good. It's <laughs> just straight what? up. You mean all options in your army might be worth taking? Well, yeah. Don't I wouldn't get ahead of yourself, but combi yeah. grenade launchers. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, grenade launchers could be pretty sweet. Anyways, yeah. No, I'm going to pick up a box. I'm. I think they could be in a starter set. I think they will be out for sure by the time the release is around. Is coming around. Yeah. Um, because they're yeah they're already previewing them, and the date that people are talking about is what June mid June. I, I heard June seventeenth for eighth yeah. or for eighth. Well, the thing to keep in mind, there's not a lot left to sneak peek for eighth edition. No, like they've kind of covered it all. They've covered pretty much all the phases and different unit types and. I really feel like I phase. could play a game of it if I had the rules for my army. Probably like from their posts. I don't know. Yeah, hmm. so either way, I'm pretty stoked about this. I'm going to still give him a solid five, though. Like, I'll just jump right into it. It's it's the thing where it's not for my faction, so I can't get super jazzed on, like, wanting to buy them because I have no reason to. Yeah. But fuck, are they cool? I'm going to give them a 4.5, and the only reason that I'm giving them a point five is because I wish there, these were the tactical Marines, and I didn't have a Marine army. That this is Wait just, five years. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's exactly it, but that's my only reason. If it wasn't for the fact that these should be the tactical marines, they'd be a five. You know what they look really good with, though? Hmm. A bunch of Horus Heresy marines. Yes. They're, if, only, get, if only you had an army with some Horus Heresy marines in it. You know where they're going to go? They're going to go to Imperial Fist's army. It's going to be pretty sweet. 
Because, like, could you imagine replacing oh, Eric Costellans ooh, with Just in case those? you're curious, mm-hmm. the dirty look from Ward shot across at Steve. <laughs> oh, just so you guys know, because I know you can't see this. I just want to let you know about it, all right? And you know, Ward, you had your chance. He gave you, like, a three-year head start. Just a second. You know, the, the, the thing about, Marine, about Imperial Fist is they're bolter drills, right? A yeah. unit of true-scale Marines, all with bolters with scopes. <gasps> I think it would look awesome. Imperial Fist. That'd be pretty choice. With a checker shoulder pad. <laughs> yeah. And and those guys with the weathered yellow would look so good. Oh, they paint up pretty quick too, which is sweet. Anyway, a little faster than yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I can't say anything. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four just because I'm not stoked on Marines right now. But give me a couple of weeks and I might put it into a five. That... Give them a couple of weeks and I'll have a whole army. Well, yeah. but just think about it in terms of like not whether or not you're excited about like getting it or anything else, but like look at the quality of the kit. Oh no, I am looking at the quality. I like some I know, some parts of it. I don't like other parts of it. So what do you not like about them? I don't know. Just there's something about it. They look too tall and lanky, is what I think. How's that? That's fair. If you're used to the the marine the stocky, aesthetic, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. They're beautiful. I just don't think they're a four, perfect. A four is still pretty good. Yeah, we'll let you pass. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 4.5. <gasps> oh, I'm like sorry I started the point five thing, guys. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell, I have, I have, dude. I, the only negative thing would be the helmet, but I've got tons of other marine helmets that I can easily swap and out. And the heads are swappable, so yeah. yeah and to put so work three I'm, helmets on it, you could. It's yeah. also okay to be wrong, Ward. Those are great helmets. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, to be and fair, he gave it the same grade that you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, only I'm, because I couldn't don't have more of them already. And what I'm thinking, if it if it is true that they're out on June 17th, I might pick up one for Father's Day, and then if my dad doesn't want to use them, oh, yeah. look at that! <laughs> oh, but yeah, your dad use? plays, does he? Well, well no, but you know, yeah, he, he could. Uh, yeah, it's a good place to start. It's, it's the, the thought, thought that, that counts. counts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. 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 In this case, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, it's all selfishness. Dan. He bought me my first 40K box set, so. Return to the favor. Mm. Yeah, just paying him back. Um, I'll give it the five. I When I first saw them, I was like, true scale Space Marines, if they had done these a couple years ago instead of fucking Centurions, yep. that would have been so much better for the 40K Space Marine flagship brand sort of yep. thing. Because like, true scale Space Marines are something people have been agonizingly converting for years. Yeah. So why, the, like, why not sell them? And yeah. now they sell them, and they look great, and they combined my favorite elements of my favorite power armor marks. Dude, I can't wait to see these things done in Raven Guard colors. But yeah, some of them with beaky helmets to do like raptors and have like very slight like mutations oh, and stuff. What's yeah. the What's the heresy uh, snipery boltery squad? That they have stalker bolters for the uh, oh uh, god was that recon squads the recon squads these are perfect recon squads or do you mean the like Mordathon like Raven Guard elite infiltrator that's sniper the one. guys that's the one if I didn't already have a super fucking expensive resin squad of them I would probably do Mordathon yeah but no these these if anything they're going to be converted up to have some elements of the Raptors like the slightly starting to mutate because they were the like. They had, like, extra Primark gene seed, you know, tech in them, and then things went so wrong. Yep. Thanks, fucking so. Fabius. The Alpha Legion pissed in their gene pool. Yeah. Love Anyways. it. Super stoked about this. It's gonna be good. And that was actually one of the things that they hinted at in the article, too, was like, oh, it'll be interesting to see, like, how Primaris Marines react with the different gene seeds, because some of them are not particularly pure. Yeah. And it was like, oh, shit. If they start doing, like mutated, like, corrupted, whatever 
space Primaris wolves. Marines, like <gasps> Wolfen, like, true scale Wolfen. <laughs> oh, and if they're be... actually done to look good and not stupid and cartoony, they might actually be really cool. That'd yeah, the Wolfen were awesome. a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they looked a little. Wait a minute, they looked a little too much like the old fucking ogre yeti models for my taste. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or um, the like only on the shelves for eight months possessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they weren't that bad. They they are not that bad at all. These no, nothing's that bad. That's no. like that is the that is, worst models these, they've ever put out. These had some quality behind them. Yeah, at least. for sure. All right, moving so, on. I'm a little shocked that I rated a Space Marine model kit higher than three of you. Oh. Oh yeah, I guess we should move on. We should talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just, I just want to put it out there. If it wasn't for Dan, like saving my ass at the last second, I would have been the highest. Like. In like my own okay. realm of... In all honesty, I'm going to come back and give it a 5. Because the only reason I said a, basically a 4.5 is my Marines aren't that size already. Yeah, like I was mentioning And that earlier. has nothing to do with the kit. No, like, like I was mentioning earlier, being, I was looking at painted armies going, fuck, all these models are too small. Yeah. Like, I want, like, my armies that I'm really happy with and really like, I'm just like, shit, they, they're not good enough anymore. We've talked for ages about true scale Marines and Horus Heresy Marines, and they gave us both, just not, just separately. And here's yeah. the thing, the only reason that I would give it, like, a two is that I don't have them in my fucking Chaos Army. Yeah. But I... I took that aside, okay, and I I'm gave a him a then. fucking five. <laughs> I'll give it a five. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad I really procrastinated on the Imperial Fists. Yeah. Just oh, saying. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so you could do a Oh, shit. Pure Primaris Army? I could do a pure Primaris Army. Pure, well, I can too. Technically, you can. You can do yeah. whatever you His can. will probably be done first. Pro- oh, yeah. No, that's... But, I'm like, not. the thing is, though, is all of a sudden, if I could do a pure... Pri- you know what? I'm just going to put this out there. If I was ever to really try and reattack my Dark Angels, yeah. Primaris Marines would be the way to fucking do it. Yeah. Okay, here's the other thing, too. Do they get bonus points if they put, like, a one-pager in the white door for Primaris Marines in Shadow War? Ooh. Did they? Well, they're not out yet, so they haven't done that, but they might. Here's the other, other question I've got. Do they take up two spots for transport? I can see them being bulky. Because mm. suddenly, it's like, I got two drop pods from Imperial Fist. How the fuck do you fit ten Primaris Marines in there? On the, With on the They just hold on to the outside. On, ah! on the screenshot, it doesn't say bulky on their profile. True. But is bulky a thing anymore? Like, is yeah, that the, on the other ones? The old USRs, who the fuck knows? But Like, I don't I don't remember the Terminators having bulk. Maybe they do. I don't know. And I guess part of it, too, is because they are cutting down on special rules so much, maybe the Rhino profile just says, like, you can fit... Ten Space Marines or five. No, Primaris no, no. You guys, Marines. you guys. Maybe we're finally going to get a Primaris Rhino that could fit all the fucking Marines. Oh, in rhino. Rhino could you imagine? Amazing. Oh, it would be huge. It would be. Well, it'd be, it'd be almost it'd be as large as the Dreadnought. It'd be a Land Raider. It'd be a Land Raider with armor 11. Or toughness like eight. Primaris Land Raider! The Primaris Land Raider would be like. Like my painting box right here. This would basically be it. Put this two is, together, Land Raider. This is literally the only context in which I'm more than okay with everything getting larger, is if Marines actually just became what Marines should look like in this universe. Or just buy yeah. fucking Spartan. Fuck it. Yeah. Just go. Just go Spartan. Full on. <laughs> yeah, it's the only time I'll ever say, and I bought Spartan ever again. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's a little, that's a little harsh. Oh, those is it wrong, though? No. no. Those quad las cannons would actually be sick because twin linked. Now you just get two shots. Oh yeah, eight shots. So eight quad shots. las what? so quad yeah. quad las cannons on twin linked are rerolls. It's just two. Yeah, 
Yeah, so like, two of whatever the gun is. So they said Daka Jets will be hilarious because all those twin-linked big shooters or whatever. They yeah, just so the 12 shots that it had, re-rolling to hit, it just gets 24. So, on average, <laughs> roughly the same amount of damage, but potential big swings for awesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, twin-linked got rowdy. Yeah. So, Dan... Um, and eight last cannon shots, each doing what D three wounds. Oh, am I playing orcs again in forty k? You should. Orcs might be good. That's the thing. Orcs oh, are horrible. Fuck. I've no, been resisting be it for so long, but I kind of want a pair of Daka jets. Yeah, pick up like they look awesome. Two Daka jets, paint up thirty orcs and a Stompa, and you could be playing probably tournament stuff. I, but that's like everything I hate about forty k. It would and have to be like paint up a Stompa, paint more orcs. It sounds <laughs> like they'll still be good. <laughs> Like we were talking about this, hordes can do damage against anything. I kind of want like a hundred and some orcs. Just magnetize guns <laughs> onto your Blood Bowl models, you'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. Just on their backs. Well, honestly, <laughs> considering the fact that like the, the paint job that I have for the flesh on these Blood Bowl orcs is actually super easy. Yeah. Like, I could, I could do, I could do that. Oh, I don't think you should, you, right now you're looking like, you think you can do this? A hundred orcs is a lot of fucking orcs, dude. No, dude, imagine if you will, the efforts you put towards the yellow on yours, done more weathered as evil suns. Or bad moons, sorry. Across You can't have evil suns, evil suns is mine. Or, or is it? Bad moons. Bad moons. Bad moons. Bad moons are the yellow ones. Moons, yeah. You got a lot of teeth. Yellow with the black flames and stuff. Yeah. Yellow with black flames doing the metallics where it's just like the brown dry brush bolt gun, dry brush chainmail. Yeah, I, I feel Weathering like this pigments. is a good idea, but you're still talking about a hundred orcs. I've done it before. Yeah, and you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it when I was savage orcs, and I put in way more effort per model. Mm, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. This is this is on the same level as uh, Ward's Primaris only Imperial Fist Army. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, Tom, Tom paints a new forty k orc army before he's going to finish his Imperial Fists with only infantry. Or Not only infantry, but like I'd say at least two max squads of boys. How do you feel about Gorkonauts? Love them. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm kind of into this. I feel like a couple of Gorkonauts, a couple Daka jets. And then fill the rest out with orcs and knobs. Yeah. Or even like the new Killicans and Dreadnoughts and like Yeah, that feels like pretty pretty orky. Yeah. I kinda <laughs> like it. <laughs> and I'll totally finish it before you finish your Primaris Imperial Fists. Whatever. I'm okay with that. No, we need we Step should Step up to the challenge, Ward! No, I'm doing this for you! What no, what a, what episode is this? I'll make sure to review this when uh, the Primaris Marines come out, so yeah, this is episode, I don't know, we don't remember the 79 or something? Starting August 1, the challenge begins. Yeah, we can see what happens. Oh, this I does not I sound like a very good cause. Orc Gauntlet has been thrown. Along <laughs> <laughs> with the rest of the model, just throwing painted models. There you go. It's a Blood Bowl model, dude. <laughs> not gonna break He's got like four levels of clear coat on him. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we've okay. kind of... Beating that dead horse. Um, <laughs> we're excited about the Primaris Marines. We're mostly excited about 8. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm fucking excited about 40k, and it feels weird, but I love it. Yeah, it's good. And it's it's my, the ultimate trick is just to say fuck it to my Iron Warriors and not even try to pay Marines. Yeah, do something else. Yeah. Do Tyranids. No, do fucking Orcs again, man. I bet, do you, I bet you Steve's got some cheap Tyranids for sale. Nope. He no, wants Tyranids. I love my Tyranids. He I wants to never use his Yuhu. He I've, wants to be able to use them. I've just never had a reason to finish painting them. They're my, Until my now. favorite army. 
Is, have, you have any wounds is on that shelf right now? Oh, I know. The, what is it? Six Carnifexes I have and two Molochs and... Oh, my God. And I still have another Tyrannocyte kicking around in the back. And what I'm so excited about... This is a totally different to- uh, topic entirely. Swarm Lord in combat. He's going to be a beast. I'm so excited for that. Ah! Oh, All right. Why, why you got to do this, 40K? I know. I know. Why get it bring you back? I know. It's good. I was, <laughs> it was such a clean exit. Do you know what? Oh, no, it was messy for me. It was messy. It was yeah. so clean for me. I was just happily done and walked away. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's good for your health. 40K is good for you. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Anyways. It's not good for your So, um, talking about things that are good for your health, Workbench, workbench Wednesdays. Workbench Wednesdays. Love it. <laughs> you know what? I just want to... This is a shout-out to all of you people that are doing this. Fucking well done, boys. Fucking well done. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know what Workbench Wednesday is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Get with the really times. Honest. Get on Facebook, bro. Okay, Get so the basically net. what it is is every Wednesday <laughs> you post your progress in your hobby. Oh, it's, and a, it's one of them hashtaggers. It. Yeah. Oh, so you do it for any hobby or just for and, well, any, any, any hobby? It's really age, any hobby. Age, oh. age of Sigmar has been the most popular and the most vocal, I think, with... Uh, locally, hashtag. anyways. Yeah, locally for us, right? So. Okay, so but, but it's any... It's It's like anything. Hobby progress. Uh, it's hobby yeah. progress. Yeah, you could have your you could have your like car work by Wednesday. Oh, I like that. Okay. okay, it's just kind of that every week you're showing some progress on something. I like that. I yeah, I can get behind that for sure. Motivator. So, do any of us know where the fuck this came from? I don't actually. So i i I would say that I saw it starting to be uh, quite the movement in the Alberta Age of Sigmar group. Uh, and quite a few individuals posted uh, hashtag work Wednesday. I think Paul Ting was the first one I saw post that. I, w- I would say he was one of the top ones or the first ones that I saw as well yeah. posting that. So, And, yeah, it's just some progress. People can make comments and, and give you some feedback on, like, Or they can cheer you on. on and inspire you to do more progress. Yeah, so sweet. usually once, like, the Wednesday rolls around and somebody starts their post, you'll see, like, a lot of them pop up behind and... And just kind of like fill that thread, which is awesome. So I'm a big fan of that. I know with uh, with uh, Warhammer and that kind of stuff, I never have a problem being motivated to paint. It's always something I look forward to. Usually, I mean, unless it's right before a tournament, that's the only time I really hate it. Mm-hmm. But on the car side of things, it can be really, really tough to get a want to go out there and like crawl around in a dirty garage floor. So usually, like people posting uh, project uh, progress pics and that kind of stuff is super motivating for that hobby. And I can see that totally being the same for a lot of people that do struggle with painting, don't find it as fun as some other people. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of this, for sure. Yeah, and I was just doing some quick Google searching as well, and um, yeah, you're just as likely to find like Warhammer miniatures as like do like fucking grout touch-ups and stuff like that. Like for Like this seems to really just be like whatever you're doing, like DIY stuff around the house, or building a car, or whatever... Whatever your hobby is. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I like I'm it. Fan. I have, I have a picture for tomorrow. Oh. I'm I was going to say, who's posted here I'm, in this group? I'm, I'm going to... My camera's broken. It's going to be my first... <laughs> be gentle. It'll be my first work bench Wednesday tomorrow, so... Oh. And I'm going to post benches. <gasps> That's the most meta thing in the world. I think so. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. So you have some, like... MDF park benches and stuff. Yeah, yeah I got Come on, guys. Yeah. Benches. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Benches for Workbench Wednesday. Yeah. It would be way better if it wasn't just a bench. It was actually a workbench, like some tools on there and that oh. kind of shit. Yeah, perfect. no, not so much. 
Just just the park benches. Okay, so who here has actually posted on a hashtag? I haven't posted that one. I'd actually never heard of that one until just now. Huh. I, I've seen it. Um, I've been kind of avoiding it because I haven't worked on any Age of Sigmar, and the only place I've really been seeing it is, like, in that community. I, I feel, so though, that we can make matter. that spread. I think, I think yeah, yeah. all the different communities that we're a part of, uh, even if, like... Uh, some of our listeners start posting in their groups too. I think that'd be awesome and just workbench Wednesday and just see what kind of following we can get. Uh, or not, not us following, but just kind of the interest in those uh, different groups uh, to, to post on it. annually Wednesdays to to get some. Uh, well, weekly, weekly. We, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> annually, annually be a little. Rough. You might be annual. Well, dude, I, I'll be the annual Annually on Wednesdays, <laughs> <laughs> but like the weekly on Wednesday, and just and just see like the uh, the groups kind of explode on Wednesdays with just different like inspiration and and uh, hobby products. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's just a really nice thing where even if you worked on it on like Sunday, just post it on Wednesday. Yeah, right. Like exactly. Yeah, it's just a really good opportunity for hobbies to get together and be like, this is what I did this week, and it might be. I painted a couple straps on this dude. It might be I painted a whole new squad. It doesn't fucking matter. That guy got strapped on. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Primaris Marines come out. Post oh, them oh on shit. Strap it on. Oh my god. <laughs> so, do I do evil or the bad moons? Or do I find a way to Death Skulls the shit out of some Primaris Marine stuff. I don't know if the proportions would work to make them look like they're ramshackle, like, Mega Knob style yeah, work. They'd have to be more no, hunchy. I'm kind of thinking it'd be really cool to do them up as, like, exoskeleton suits for grots for Killicans. They might be too small for that. I don't know if you, could, if you can make it work. 14 attacks together with wires! <laughs> I think you could do this, but it would be it would be a lot of work. Oh yeah. I also think you are seeing your finished product and not looking at any of this work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at one model approximately. I think you're super excited. You have a few workbench Wednesdays ahead of you. Yeah, a few. I have. A few. Let's look at. This. I haven't felt this excited about a project in a while. That's awesome. And yeah. um, honestly, like whipping up this orc as quickly as I did and having it look like pretty solid is. Motivating. It's motivating, absolutely. Yeah. I just wish yeah. I hadn't sold all of my fucking 40k orc bits. Hmm. Yeah, that's a difficult thing. You'll just have to start all from scratch. Yeah. Which is fine. Orc bits, you could you basically generate those with sprues. You just have chopped up other bits, you're fine. Isn't yeah. that everything? Yeah, like everything is an orc bits bit. Is an orc but like bit. I have I still have a bunch of like Every fantasy orcs, orc but like all of my 40k orc stuff I sold. It's like so I'm like, I'm fucking done with 40k, I'm gonna sell all my 40k orc stuff. This I, I had like Probably a hundred and some boys. <laughs> this this will teach you. This is exactly like you should not turn your your back on the emperor. I feel that could be a topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't sell your things, Tom. Just lecture him the whole episode. <laughs> That'd be a very weird episode. We I've never just... regretted selling my guard. Are you guys oh, familiar? Yeah, fuck <laughs> Are you guys familiar with any other like hashtags for like painting? Painting Warhammer. I, I, th- that's the GW one, right? Yep. So. Yeah, which is actually a rather big one. If you search Instagram, uh, it will pop up a ton of results for painting Warhammer. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part about painting Warhammer is it pops up other companies because people hashtag that on everything now. So you get, like, not just Warhammer all the time. But there's actually some really good stuff that comes up from that. 
So, like, embroidery, there'll be, like, hashtag Warhammer? I'm pretty sure he's talking about, like... Dark Age or, what, or whatever. Oh, like, like other really any games. miniature game other, than, was, other yeah, than War Machine. I was going, like, totally way out there with, yeah, no, no, like, no, no. Random, it, random stuff. Painting Warhammer shows up for, yeah, you name what miniature game, it shows up. Oh. It's weird. Interesting. Um, which is, I found funny when I was searching through some stuff. But when I'm bored, yeah, I totally will just throw uh, Peyton Warhammer into Instagram. And I am on Instagram now, so I can check this out. Yeah, Instagram's actually a great place for a lot of hobby uh, um, pro- or progress stuff. I bet you it shows up for Workbench Wednesday probably better than uh, a lot of the Facebook stuff. Well, because Facebook's not designed for hashtags. It is yeah. now. It yeah, uses them. Kind of half-assedly. Yeah. Yeah, so point is, is you can get some pretty cool stuff uh, under that hashtag. And honestly, again, just a shout out to all you guys that have been actively involved, because I've been seeing this for, you know, at least six months now from the, the Sigmar players. Like, that's awesome. Kudos to you guys for continually doing this. Like, that's, um, this is the exact kind of thing that uh, makes me really happy um, as a gamer, is seeing people put that kind of love and effort into their hobby. So, Mike, I never got a chance to ask you, as an Age of Sigmar player, have you done the Workbench Wednesday thing? Yeah, a couple times. <sighs> He's the only guy here. Only guy here. He's the only Sigmar player here. Well, and Mike actually paints shit. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> have an Age of Sigmar army. Okay, so I kind of have an Age of Sigmar army, too, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. You don't really <laughs> play it. You don't really support it. I do, but I don't. So I'm going to go, sorry, buddy. No. You have a fantasy <laughs> army that you could use in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. You're exactly in the same boat as everyone else at this table other than Ward. Yes. What? You don't, you don't have, have a fantasy, <laughs> fantasy army that you can play in Age of Sigmar. No, not at all. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting to see some of the uh, the other releases that have been rumored for a while, but I'll uh, I'll take my time with Age Steampunk of Sigmar. Steampunk dwarfs, you mean? Uh, that one is pretty cool. I'm sure. still real close to getting those. <laughs> like real close. Yeah, that's fair. All I can say is you know the the blips on top that are holding them up anti grav. Flips to like the Aether gas would make that so easy to do. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Just so you know, yeah, I can see. Not using Vallejo, Vallejo metal metal color plus details is probably the way to go with that army. Yeah, that much metal, you want the good metallics. Yes. Yeah, I actually don't want to paint the metallic. Well, there you go. What are you gonna paint them? Skin. I kind of want to. It would be amazing. It's just like doing all flesh colors. <laughs> just really bizarre. Gross. <laughs> just like, just all monotone flesh. Just so gross. <laughs> even, the, even the weapons. Just flesh. Uh, well painted flesh. Oh, how gross would that <laughs> Nicely be? Nicely shaded. <laughs> like rosy bits around like the... The groins Slightly and face bruised. And <laughs> yeah, actually, if you actually painted on some of this stuff, like, yeah, the, the little, like, the flushed areas on the face or, like, have, like, freehand on some, like, hair and stubble and stuff onto their, like, clearly armored faces, <laughs> that'd be so <laughs> fucked up. I like it. No, I, I was honestly thinking, uh, before I started working on the orcs, I wanted to do them purple, but now I've got to think of a different color. Because mm-hmm. I really wanted to paint a purple army, and now I'm working on purple bubble, so. That's there right. we go. Sorry, purple is probably my favorite color to paint right now. I'm and shading purple. it with like hard cold black is real fun. Purple and pink. Those are great colors. And yeah. it's my dark age stuff. Which is why they could be flat. Ooh, pink. Pink. Oh, dude. Fleshy <laughs> pink. Pink. Actually, I think doing like pink and gold would actually be pretty sweet. With like light, yeah. like baby blue or teal as an yeah. accent. Could so just Slanesh Dwarves. Slanesh Dwarves. <sighs> nice. Yeah, we <laughs> All right, All right, I think we are officially off topic. We should. I think we're officially up. done. Yep. 
So, Ward, what's coming up? Uh, some of the events that we have coming up uh, at the end of May is For the Children 3! The children need a park. Come play some games and support their fundraiser. It'll be my first War Machine tournament that I've gone to since the first For the Children. Really? Whoa. 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 Because you, because out of the basement and uh, Onslaught keep fucking canceling War Machine on me. Uh, so. Whoa, well, I know. What are you going to do? Can't blame them. Uh, well, because well, there's it's because there's low entrance, like it's. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't had any of those. I haven't gone to a steamroller locally. I've never once played in a tournament at Lock and Load. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, but that the for the children event does have multiple systems. It's not just War Machine. Yes. So it's still gonna have thirty uh, k. It could be or sorry forty k and thirty k. Forty k could be one of the last forty k tournaments coming around uh, locally this set. summer for the yeah the rule set. Um, so that's May 27th. And Age of Sigmar. It's going to have Age of Sigmar. It's also going to have uh, a Blood Bowl tournament, uh, Guild Ball, and... That was Infinity too, wasn't it? No, not no. Infinity. Okay. Infinity Ball. Do they have a ball game? They not, should have balls. No. That if they don't, they do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Point is, it's a good tournament. You should go. Uh, locally, yep. we're also going to have that day, if you can't make it down to Calgary, because it is down in Calgary. We yep. should specify that. Uh, we do have uh, a local event on the 27th as well uh, for Infinity. It's ITS for Beginners. Uh, it's going to be at All-Star uh, Sports uh, Card and Collectibles. Uh, so it's a good way to come out and learn the Infinity game and, and get some games in. Uh, ITS Is it literally ITS for Beginners? ITS it's, for Beginners. So It's you, the actual tournament system for Beginners because that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, so you can like learn the tournament yeah. system and how, the secondary, how the secondary objectives work, that yeah. sort of thing, right? So You know what's cards. actually funny? There's also that same day um, a Malifaux tournament happening in Red Deer that's like an intro to Malifaux, oh, yeah, like the yeah, first yeah. ever tournament. Yeah, it's going to be 35 stones, and it's single master. Yeah. So. Gord is running that one, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. He is actually now the henchman down in Red Deer. Gotcha. Yeah, I did hear about that. Okay. Uh, which was actually going to be the next one on the list. So I didn't did, know if you knew about that or not. They did have 16 spots, and I know that they did open up to 24 players. Yeah, because apparently people love Malifaux. And that is going to be their hard cap, they said, for the event. So if, if you do want to sign up, uh, you should probably sign up soon, because last player list I saw, I think they were at 20. It's really weirding me out that the weekend there's a Malifaux tournament happening, I'm going to be playing War Machine. This feels strange. Stranger things have happened, I'm sure. Stranger things. Uh, speaking of War Machine, um, we do have on some egos in July. We're gonna skip to July now. What uh, about Powtown in June? Uh, I did not know about Powtown in June. Tell me more. Powtown in June 10th and 11th at um, Century Box is Powtown, which is apparently one of the largest Blood Bowl tournaments in Western Canada. And you can check out. It's easy to remember. Powtown. Go check it out on Facebook. Uh, I believe it's. You get 12, uh, 1.2 million mm-hmm. for your starting. It's using the NAF rules, uh, and they've explained all the different ways. You can also buy skills as well. But I'm going down. I know a handful of other Edmontonians, some people from all over the province, and I think even outside of the province are going. Mike? What are you I've never played Blood Bowl. I have yet to play a game. What? You own all these Blood Bowl models and you haven't played it? Steve looks shocked right now. <laughs> Very <Shocked>. weird. <laughs> Very strange. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. So, Powtown, uh, Warhammered, we should also mention, too. Is that in June? That's that, in July. That's well, in July. So, I've got some other stuff for June, actually. Okay. It's not Keep necessarily going. a gaming event, but there is going to be Matthew Fontaine 
uh, painting classes in Vancouver the weekend of, I believe it's a weekend because that makes sense. It is. June 10th and 11th is going to be the first class, which is going to cover basic techniques, blending, zenithal lighting, conceptual approach, color theory, and like pro-level painting. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's going to be an airbrushing class the following week on the 17th and 18th, which will handle like maintenance, airbrush, um, basic airbrush techniques. It says technical exercises, color application, application on miniatures. So like, yeah, there's going to be the brush painting on the 10th and 11th and airbrushing on the 17th and 18th. In um, Vancouver. In Vancouver. So um, this is being organized by Kelly Kim. So if you want more information, uh, you can email Kelly Kim at uh, bikerider.com. We'll throw up the um, advertising poster as well. And brownie points to anyone that leads with pew, pew, pew in their email. Um, you'll make me happy. Yeah. Okay. Because that's apparently how you win a battle tech. Is you just go pew 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 pew. Oh, it was like, like yeah, yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, yeah, try to, gotcha. yeah, one of the funniest battle tech related threads I've ever seen. I, I'm more interested in what kind of bike Kelly Kim rides. <laughs> is it a pedal bike or a motorbike? Bikerider.com. I feel it's a bike pedal bike. Well, yeah, probably. I don't for know. BC. Pe- uh, for like, BC, I don't even know if they have cars in BC. I feel it's a pedal bike. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it's like a Harley. Bikerider.com. <laughs> no, because there's like bikerider.com. Totally a pedal bike. Bikerider.com. Harley. It's, you never know. It's all in the delivery. The presentation, for sure. Uh, any other events in June that we can. Uh, That's it. I just wanted to make sure we get that one in. Cool. Uh, July, uh, the two that I'm going to mention uh, is we have a steamroller number four for Thunderground uh, Comics and Collectibles on July 15th. Um, this one is welcoming um, our northern brethren uh, from like Dawson Creek. Uh, they get to play for free for the weekend or uh, the day, uh, I should say July 15th. Um, and that's going to be their fourth steamroller of the year. Cool. Uh, and then the uh, same weekend. Lock and load! Well, that's where Tom's going. Yeah. Not so much in the western Canada. It's Western Seaboard. Sure. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk about Lock and Load then, just briefly? What's there to say? Lock and Load's awesome. If you remotely have ever enjoyed a game of War Machine, even a little bit, go to Lock and Load, because it's the greatest gaming experience you'll ever have. I know there's quite a few Albertans going, so that's good. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's like Chuck E. Cheese with miniature gaming (laughs) and beer. And you don't get kicked out if you show up without a kid. Chuck E. Cheese also has beer. They do. How do you think the parents get through the day? I thought it was like Ativan. <laughs> well, <Ambier>. Or Ambien. <laughs> uh, locally, uh, the big thing for uh, July 15th and 16th is the Thunder on the Tundra. Ooh. Uh, so we've got Phil Harlos running uh, an event at the Garden Valley Hall in Spruce Grove. Uh, they've got lots of room for camping. You can bring your tents. You can bring your trailers. Uh, they've got a hall rented out, so there's going to be a couple different systems. And I would definitely pitch a tent that weekend. You, <laughs> you would. <sighs> but the ha- the pictures of the hall actually look really nice too, because it's like it's like a wedding venue, so it is like above and beyond what you need for gaming. It, it looks really nice. It looks quite spacious actually. So uh, they're going to have multiple events going on. Uh, the big ones Which going on, of course. BattleTech. Yep, there's going to be a BattleTech uh, casual event because none of us are really familiar enough with the rules to play a tournament. <laughs> but we can just go blow shit up. I feel that's the biggest event that's going to happen there. At, yep. 
absolutely 100% <laughs> the most important event. The flagship event is the casual Battletech game. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even laughing at this? This is fucking serious <laughs> shit Capped right here. Capped four people. Capped at four. <laughs> A hard cap. Invite <laughs> only. <laughs> Invite only. Dude, just call it the Alberta like Battletech Invitational. <laughs> like, just... You're going to have some guy show up and be, like, hardcore, and you're like, I don't really know how to play. I'm, I'm sorry you showed up. <laughs> no, it's been pretty, It's been uh, picking up steam, that's for sure. Honestly, Ward, um, if you're not hey, going to play I, anything else, you can borrow my Battletech models to play in that event. Uh, you know what? That weekend, I, oh. actually, I have a family reunion, so I can't well, make it at all. I'm gonna I'll be, be running, camping. I'm going to be running the Battletech portion of the event. I might be moving three days later. Oh, uh, there you go. So that's cool. Okay, what, else, what other <laughs> systems are being played? Uh, Ninth Age uh, is okay. is the one that uh, Phil is going to be running uh, nice. for that one for sure. Uh, they, I believe they're also going to have a Shadow War Shadow event. War, yeah. Nice. And uh, Infinity. So Matt Chaffee, who runs the Colder Than Carbonite oh, event, weird. he's also going to be running the Infinity ITS So no event. 40K, but Shadow War. Shadow War. I kind of like that. So, so you should go play Battletech. Something a little bit different. Two day Shadow War no. too. I think the Shadow War there is kind of as like a spacer until eighth drops. Yeah. So that way. That's mm-hmm. totally reasonable. Yeah, yeah I think for sure. the so the estimated numbers uh, looking at a post from Phil is um, twelve people for 30, Shadow. Thirty two slots for Fantasy. Whoa. Uh, Fourteen for Infinity. Twelve for Shadow Wars, and up to six for Battletech. Ooh, six. Oh, hard six. Cap. Are these hard cap, cap numbers six. or like registered numbers? Um, these these are the cap, and he's projecting we're going to come pretty close to hitting all of them. So, how many for fantasy? Six BT. It said thirty-two for fantasy. Nice. Six BT. Black you know what? Uh, what I want my personal um, challenge to all of you great BattleTech players. I out feel there, we can hit ten. I think we can hit ten. And I I feel like the real trick here is take away spaces from the other systems. Have so many Battletech players register that he has to start, like, clawing back from other games. Just grabbing a Sharpie and drawing a hex grid on fat mats. (laughs) That's going to be his life. Nothing about this is acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about this is acceptable. I'm with you, Steve. It's fantastic. I love it. No, I actually, like, (laughs) I ran into somebody the other day that, like, recognized my voice. Um, like 99% certain his name was Chris. So if you listen, I'm really hoping to not fucking this up. And we started talking about Battletech. And it was amazing. Yeah. I like it. It was fucking awesome. And uh, that's what we got for July. So I think... Uh, you sh- I should mention, too, uh, it might be too late even, though, but War Hammered is two spots away from being sold out already, and it went. I heard one. One spot spot away from being sold out. But talk to Paul Ting. Here's the waiting list as well. Yeah, he will make a waiting list if it is sold out already at the uh, posting of this. Even if you don't like Age of Sigmar, you will like Warhammer. You drink. uh, It's fun. It's good people. If you had any interest in fantasy or Age of Sigmar, you will enjoy this. And the tables are spectacular. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Paul just does a good good job with that event. Rock on. That's all I got. So, until next time. I, th- oh, oh, wait, wait. What? Your mouth is open. You have something to say? I forgot. You 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 go ahead. You got just, the floor. This is becoming uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm capping her off here. This is like, a hard, speak now or forever hold your peace. Is, is this a hard pinch cap? Hard cap? We're pinching off this episode. So, until next time, this has been another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm, I'm Steve. <laughs> you think? Maybe? And paint your fucking models, play games, have fun, and make sure when you are painting those fucking models to post them online somewhere under the hashtag of Workbench Wednesdays.
manually. Manually. <laughs> <laughs>